gentlemen, I'm afraid to inform you have been institutionalized. Hosted by Tyler Mize, Curtis Langston, Zoe Boyette, Dominique Beatty. For all intents and purposes, these are based off of real narratives and stories. Before we hop into this week's episode, I would like to mention that this week's letter is a real letter from an inmate at Wimley Perryville Complex Prison. Their name has been censored for safety reasons, but we would like to include this letter to further the matter on feminine hygiene issues. I'm a resident of Wimley Perryville Complex. On September 29th, I started requesting toilet paper. I was told that they would get some later. While I asked later, the officers said that they were out. I ran out on Saturday, September 30th, and although I continually asked for toilet paper, I was told they were out. They did have pads that I used as toilet paper until Monday, October 1st, when they ran out. I then had to use a wash rag until Wednesday morning. Now we are only allowed two rolls of toilet paper each week, no more unless we have a medical issue. Policy does state that we are supposed to receive toilet paper, pads, and tampons as needed, but do not. And here's the not-so-fun facts with another special guest, Tyler. In your correctional institution, Chandra Bozolo experienced heavy menstruation cycles that were not attended to during her stay in the prison. The pads were thin, and these women were only given five pads a week to share with their cellmates. Asking for additional pads led to rejected requests and ridicule. In another scenario, in Missouri, inmates earn approximately $7.50 a month, $8.50 with a high school diploma. While a box of 18 maxi pads costs $5.38 in prison commissionary and 20 count pack of Tampax tampons costs $5.63. This presents a truly big dilemma, sacrificing financial prospects, sacrificing health, or sacrificing dignity. Equating basic menstrual hygiene with the luxury of a country club is patently absurd, but it is true that providing greater access to adequate sanitary products will come at a cost to the taxpayer. Introducing federal and state-level legislation would need to include new allocations in the budget to provide this access, which would increase individual taxes. But the fact remains that access to sanitary pads is not an indulgence only to be aspired to in certain fiscal circumstances. It is a fundamental human right from Women's Media Center. Regarding Mississippi, Mississippi state laws ensure that sufficient personal hygiene products are available at each facility for all incarcerated women, Mississippi Code 47-5-1505. But in some jails, women either brought sanitary napkins from the prison canteen or resorted to using old cloth and rags posing a real concern to their menstrual hygiene. Oftentimes, feminine hygiene products are only given if they are paid for. Sometimes, in order to stay clean, women are forced to trade their precious food for hygiene products. In even some scenarios, tampons are considered contraband. Authorities say some women use tampons to smuggle drugs to inmates. Further, Virginia prisons ban even visitors from wearing tampons regarding these same issues of drug smuggling. We see in other circumstances many women create homemade feminine hygiene products. And ultimately, feminine hygiene is not considered a product in many jails, and women's experience many issues getting these important products for their overall hygiene health. Now, back to your important commercial breaks. Now, have you, or shall I say a loved one again, been affected by a menstrual cycle? 
Well, if so, please call 1-800-FLOW um, to see if it's available or to see if it's available in your prison if they actually give a shit about you, which, let's be fair, most prisons don't. Now, you will be able to get a 99 cent pad and tampon, but if they don't give you that and they also give you trouble, I suggest, in my very, and I mean very humble opinion, you should get them in a quiet spot, choke them out, be very intimidated, and make sure to whisper, give me my shit, or there's gonna be problems. And usually none of that tends to work. So hopefully this will work in your case. I hope this has been a very healthy mess, and I hope to be back with you shortly. And now, back to our regular program. Okay, Dominique, so how do you think that these issues of women not being able to get these necessary products affect them in prison? As a woman who has rough menstrual cycles out of a prison, it's a lot to deal with, and I can't imagine having to do it while in the prison and not being able to adequately take care of myself, and much less, not even adequately, adequately, but just sanitarily take care of myself. It's unfair to put one you can't, tell a woman how badly her menstrual cycle affects her because it's not a feeling that anybody else feels and it's different for everybody else so even the idea of only giving them five pads a week to share is insane some women can go through five pads in just one day so it'd be ridiculous to only give them one per or five per week and then to share them is just audacious especially when some women's menstrual cycles last more than five days with extensive and very heavy bleeding and Zoe, my question for you is, how do you, or what is your opinion on the matter of women essentially having to choose between buying feminine hygiene products to make sure they have enough for themselves in their menstrual cycle, or having to choose for food? So my opinion on the issue is obvious. It's terrifying and almost unfathomable um, as someone that lives outside of a prison system. But I can't imagine thinking, do I want to eat the prison food that is sometimes very gross most of the time, or take care of myself. Another thing is, while many girls have uh, done this, when you accidentally have your period somewhere public, you use toilet paper. That was initially stated in your letter, but using that every day would be horrifying because the amount of blood that you do bleed is so radically different. Therefore, deciding do I want to eat and having period cravings, which is another thing that you are affected by, having limited things that you can get when you have those cravings, and then having to decide I can't eat right now because I don't want to bleed on myself and get in trouble for not being sanitary or looking a certain way in whichever prison system that you are in would be terrifying and humiliating so do you think that this issue of women not being able to clean themselves relates back to your previous issue of the sewage systems and women having to meet those cleaning requirements and the disciplinary issues 100 percent. there is no doubt that if you are bleeding that is a entirely different germ and horrible process that you could not clean yourself another thing is that normally Um, When you take a shower on your period, you stop bleeding because of the water. And that can be very nice and rejuvenating in a period um, for some women. And not being able to feel comfortable in the shower, obviously in prisons you're 
all there together, and a lot of women occasionally sync up on their periods, so that is another issue, but having dirty water rain down on you on top of literally something that is openly bleeding probably causes many different types of infections um, that I, as not a medical professional, don't have much knowledge on, but as someone that does have and has been affected by periods, I can imagine very easily. Curtis, as a man, how do you feel about these issues plaguing women in prison systems? Now, obviously, I cannot really stop. Now, obviously, I can't really speak on this issue personally because I can't understand the pain and the hardship that they have to go through. But, of course, uh, I have a mother and she uh, have those moments as well. So I can understand that task and the hassle that they have to go through trying to get um, their needs being met, the resources being um, taken away from them, not given properly to them. And this could like negatively affect their environment, their mental state, and physical being. So to have this issue being very present and people not taking a seriousness towards this issue, I find to be very disgusting a little bit. So Zoe, how do you think that this issue affects the trans and queer community? So while there is a very slim number of trans men that are put in either facility, originally women's facility, or moved to a man's facility, getting these products even for a cis woman would be very hard. Therefore, having to go through an experience that would degrade how they feel about their own gender on top of the struggle of that week would be so mentally draining and the discrimination of all women and all people that have periods would multiply on top of itself because there would be no foundation for them to talk to someone and very possibly being being ridiculed during this very emotional week for them because they would be on their periods. I'm not a member of the trans community, but I can imagine that that would be absolutely devastating. We hope on this week's episode of Incarcerated, we have discussed the pressing issues of all people who experience periods and menstrual cycles. We will see you on next week's episode with Curtis's feature.